you have to move on the opportunity of a lifetime in the lifetime of the opportunity. Success Forces, Part 22, P, P, P. Welcome to Brothers of the Word, because, brother, you need the Word. And right now we are in the middle of a series called Success Forces. And today I want to talk about the success force of P, P, P. Now, some of you may recognize the acronym of PPP from the government program that they had in the middle of the virus and in the pandemic when they would give companies money to keep people hired. And it was called the Payroll Protection Program or PPP. But I want to do a little bit of a different slant on the PPP acronym. And basically, it's proper problem perspective proper problem perspective. And some of you say, well, what exactly you mean problem? You mean problem? No, I mean problem. Problem is problem, but it has a different accent on it because I want you to think about every problem that you have in terms of a problem. And a problem is the separation of every problem into two parts. Every problem has a pro as in a pro and a con, a positive and a negative, a good and a bad. Every problem has a pro, and every problem has a blem, which is a blemish. And when we can learn to look at our problems and separate them into the problem, we'll be able to live our lives at a different level. A.V., I want you to play the Coach Bronner for today. I don't schedule the Coach Bronners, but as I looked in my email today, This is the Coach Bronner that was in the email for today. This is Coach Bronner, and I'm actually traveling right now. And as I checked into my hotel this evening, the desk clerk said, I've got some real unfortunate news. So I said, what's that? She said, we don't have any hot water tonight, and we may not have any hot water until tomorrow afternoon, which means I can't take a shower tonight, and I can't take a shower in the morning. Or more accurately, it means can't take a hot shower. I've taken some camping trips. I spent a week going down the Grand Canyon and I took a bath every morning in the Colorado River that was 46 degrees. So sometimes news that really would upset a whole lot of other people, I just shrug it off because number one, there's nothing I can do about it anyway. Me getting hot will not make the water hot. So we need to remember that with some of our situations in life. Just because you get mad, it does not change the situation. Now, the only difference is you're just mad. So this is Coach Bronner here at this hotel. I won't name the hotel because every hotel chain will have a problem sooner or later. All I'm saying is I'm going to be happy in the morning. I'll take a rag, put some cold water, wash off. I'm going to be just as clean as I can be. This is Coach Bronner. I'll see you in the morning with no hot water. (laughs) And you know, that's the way I live my life. I look at the problem. Now, well, Pastor, how can that be a pro with no hot water. I took a cold shower this morning. See, I take my hot shower and then I turn all of the hot water off and I take an ice cold shower and spin around in the shower for three times slowly. When you take a cold shower, it shocks the nervous system. I read about this years ago. 
And it helps you to be able to handle stress much better when you shock the nervous system with that cold shower. So what some people look at as a problem, I saw the pro and not the blem. And this is the way I want you to be able to frame all of what you think are your negative situations in life. I want you to be able to see the pro and to be able to see the blem. Second Corinthians 12, 7, the New Living Translations begins. Even though I have received such wonderful revelations from God. So to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me and to keep me from becoming proud. Three different times I begged the Lord to take it away. Each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults, hardships, persecutions, and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Paul says, I take pleasure in all of the persecutions that come. I'm able to see the pro in the problem. And God told me he's not going to take this thorn away because it helps to keep me humble. If I didn't have this thorn, I'd be too proud you know some of us if we hadn't gone through what we went through or going through we'd be just as proud as we could be we'd be so puffed up and we'd have to get on a ladder to say hello to us but sometimes when we're going through stuff it will humble us Paul understood that he was able to see the pro and the problem this morning as I finished my workout I got on a teeter-totter. A teeter-totter is an inversion table. It's a slanted table that you get in, you strap your ankles down, and you lean back, and it allows you to hang upside down. And when you hang upside down, it helps to clear out some of the glands. It decompresses the spine. So literally, when I get off of the teeter-totter, I'm about an inch to an inch and a half taller. So it's real beneficial but do you know sometimes God has to literally turn our world upside down to get us in position? And sometimes when he turns our world upside down, then we're able to see and we're able to clear out a lot of stuff. And as we're hanging upside down, some stuff clears out. It will make you taller when you have gone through some stuff. It makes your spirit bigger when you have successfully gone through some stuff. I love the story of the second grader, a little boy named Mike. And on the way to school, Mike scraped his arm getting on the bus. And he scraped his arm, called a big old bruise. He was bleeding and had blood all over his shirt. Then when he got to school, he found out he had left his homework at home, so he got in trouble with the teacher. Then when he went out on the playground, he was swinging, got hit in the mouth while swinging and knocked out two of his teeth. Then when he was walking off the playground, he slipped and broke his wrist. So they had to call his father to come pick him up, take him to the hospital. So as they were going to the hospital, Mike was, he just grinning, with teeth knocked out, missing, bleeding, arm bleeding, wrist broken. But he reached in his pocket with his other hand, and he pulled out something. And his daddy said, Mike, what is that? He said, it's a quarter, daddy. He said, when I fell down, coming off the playground, when I fell down, I found a quarter. He says, the first time in my life I've ever found a quarter. He said, this has been the best day of my life. <laughs> you see, Mike had an attitude. 
that even though all this stuff had happened to him, he found a quarter. Now see, even when your world has had all of this stuff, there's good stuff that happens in the world. It's like the difference between a vulture and a hummingbird. Both of them look for stuff from the air, but a vulture looks for dead stuff. And a vulture will swoop down and eat dead carrion and rotting meat all day long. But a hummingbird looks for the sweet nectar of flowers. Both birds, but they're both looking for two different things. And people, you will find what you look for. If you look for dead, stinking, rotty stuff, you're going to find it. If you look for the quarter, if you look for the sweet stuff of life, even though there's some stuff going on in your world that's not quite right, even though some stuff is causing you to bleed and knock your teeth out and mess you up, got you in trouble with authorities, even though some stuff going wrong, if you look for the quarter, you'll find it. If you look for the pro and the problem. My greatest businesses challenges have produced my greatest successes. And I've told you this story about this years ago. I used to have stuff go wrong on every Friday. I said at the time I was preaching the weekend word on Friday and, and stuff would just go massively wrong. I had it happen two or three times, always on Friday. I said, Lord, why does this stuff always happen on Friday? You know I got to go preach and all this bad stuff happens on Friday. And I had major stuff happened. I was sued, and then the company who used to make our product messed up a batch, and I found out about all of this stuff on Friday. I was sued on Friday. I found out about the messed up batch on Friday. It just was messing up the company. The lawsuit was big. It was our biggest product at the time. We had to change the name of the product because I lost the lawsuit, and then we had to start making the product ourselves because I couldn't trust the company anymore because they had messed up the product because all these vendors got these thousands of stores with this messed up product all across. I was like, oh, Lord, this stuff is so bad. It's so, so bad, Lord. And this is what I'm saying to God. Because it happened on a Friday, and he knew I had to go preach on Friday. Why you do this to me? Have you all ever said that to God? Why you do this to me? I'm trying to do right. Why you do this to me? Why you let this happen to me? And I'm a good Christian. I'm tired. I'm going to church. I ain't even hurt nobody lately. So, Lord, why you do this to me? That's the way I was sounding. And I could not see the hand of God because I had said I will never open up a food-grade manufacturing plant. It's too much hassle. And God would say, boy, where I've got to take you, you've got to do this. But you won't do this in your own mind. So I'm going to create some circumstances that will force you to do it. And it was years later before I understood this is why. And it was not, why are you doing this to me? It was, why are you doing this for me? You see, I could not see the pro and the problem. I only saw the blem. And for too many of us, all we see out of life with our pains and our troubles and our tribulations, all we see is the blem. We don't see the pro. So my greatest business successes have come out of problems but my greatest spiritual and emotional growth has come out of problems. You don't grow when everything just going smooth. You just don't. You grow when you have to wrestle a bear. That's when you grow. You don't grow muscles laying up watching TV. 
You grow muscles groaning and struggling and straining and going through aches. The spirit is just like the body. So we go through these things, but we don't see the pro in so many of our circumstances. We only see the blem. We only see the blemish. When they're doing my makeup, I remember Lucretia used to comment all the time. She said, Pastor, your skin is so smooth. Your skin is smoother than most women's. How come your skin is so smooth? My skin is so smooth because I have hypersensitive skin. And if I eat too much that's wrong, a bump will pop up on my skin within an hour. So I'm forced to clean up my diet or else I'm going to have skin just look like Rocky Road. So the reason that my skin is so smooth is because of the pro and the problem. And I could easily say, God, why you got my skin so smooth? I eat one French fry and a bump pop up on my head. And I'm even in my 60s now, still, I've got more leeway than I had younger now. But it's still, if I eat too much grease, a bump will pop up on my head before I finish the food. It literally will. But now I can see the pro and the problem. I can see why. I got the same issue with cardiovascular disease. My daddy had a heart attack at 45 years old. So the Bronners are real sensitive. We don't just work out because we just want to. It ain't like I just like working out with Ringo. Ringo be rough. I mean, I like Ringo as a, as a, as a person. But if I didn't have to see Ringo, Ringo, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I would ever see you. If I could get around this thing, I'm going to tell you because Ringo just be rough. Ringo almost be ringing you out. He just be rough. And if I could get around it anyway, if I had a situation where I just stayed in shape, wouldn't have any hard issues, just eat what I won't do, just labor, I wouldn't do it. But I have to because of the pro and the problem. Because I have a genetic tendency to cardiovascular sensitivity, I have to work out. I have to stay in shape or else I'm going to have some heart issues. So I'm able to see not what God has done to me, but what God has done for me. And you need to be able to see in your world, you need to be able to see the pro and the problem. The virus, when it hit the country, it has been some of the biggest financial blessings some people have ever experienced because they sent out a stimulus package. The stimulus package paid people $1,200 per person And then $500 per child. Some people got up to $3,400 and one check at one time in their household. For many of the people who got that money, it was the most money they'd ever had at one time in their lives. Because I went over the stats. Half the people do not have $1,000. So here you get $3,000 all at one time. So even though the virus had a negative That was a pro for a whole lot of people in that problem. Now, this is the issue. The money made more people richer than they'd ever been in their lives. And when I went in Walmart, there was not a TV to be found. I just walked through the electronic session because I was looking for a speaker. And I said, where are the TV? The wall would just break. Even the displays were gone. I said, what happened to all of the TVs? So... Here God placed an opportunity. And see, most of the people who got the stimulus money didn't lose jobs and they didn't lose income. The vast majority of people did not lose jobs. They didn't lose income, but they got this money. So now you got the opportunity 
to have savings beyond what you've ever had in your life. But what happened was Walmart was out of televisions. And they didn't buy just no libidity TVs. They went and bought big TVs. Not only were they out of television, there were no sound systems available to go along with the TVs. So they didn't just buy a TV. They went out and bought a TV, the surround sound system to go with the TV, and probably bought some big old lounge chairs to sit in there and watch the TV with the smile. There's nothing wrong with that, but the point is, when God gives you opportunity, it's what you do with it that makes that difference. And sometimes he'll give you an opportunity to get out of slavery and get to the promised land but we won't take that opportunity. We take that opportunity to Walmart or wherever else they are there to get our money. When you look at what you think are problems, find the pro. And there's somebody within the sound of my voice. You need to listen to me very carefully. This is not for most people by a long shot, but there's one person. This is highly significant. Your money is in the problem. If you can figure out how to solve a particular problem, Other folk got that same issue, and you can get wealthy from solving that problem. I was on Instagram the other day, and they had this ad that popped up. And the ad was for a product called Manscaped. And what Manscaped is, it's a product for the personal private area for men. It's got a shaver, it's got a refresher, and a deodorant. And that's what they special. I said, what? Whoever thought of shaving there? But they got this little ad that said, this won't nick, won't cut the skin. You can shave it. Then you refresh it with this spray, and you put this deodorizer on it, and it keeps it fresh and clean all day long. I said, who going to buy that? But then I looked at the ad, and it says, we have over one million customers. Then I had to go see how much this kit costs. The kit was $109.99. And their slogan was, we save B-A blank blank S. I said, who would have thought they could sell a million of these kits on that? But see, somebody recognized there was a problem. Somebody recognized it needed freshening up, it needed deodorizing, and some men, when they see that, they didn't even know they had a problem with it, but it sounds good. They done sold a million men a $110 kit to shave and spray down there. So this is what I'm saying. When I saw that, they sold $110 million of that product. Because, see, some people see a problem and complain. And some people see a problem and figure out how to solve this problem and solve the problem for everybody else. And when you solve people's problems, they will pay you for it. This is not for everybody, but there's one person out there in particular this thing is going to resonate with. And you're going to see a problem and you're going to say to yourself, how can I solve this? And if I solve this, how can I monetize this? And how can I be blessed and help bless the kingdom? See, that's the way it works. But you've got two different mentalities, one who sees a problem and one who sees a problem. And they will focus on the pro and not the blimp. For one person, this is a mentality change and it's going to take you to a whole new level. There's another product that James and I are invested in the company. The lady owns a product. It's called Hairbrella. It's a rain cap that allows you to put your hair in the back. And James and I are the largest investors in the company. Recently, she reached her. And this is a lady who was working in a legal firm. She's a lawyer. She quit her job. Focus on it full time. She saw a problem. 
black women or women are having problems if they go out in the rain getting the hair wet. They don't need me complaining about how can I fix that problem. So she came up, instead of the umbrella, she came up with the hair umbrella. She recently had her first day of where she sold over $100,000 in one day. All because she solved the pro and the problem. So when you get your mind, this one person, you're going to view problems differently and you're going to start looking at them as problems. Because you have to have two things. Number one, you have to have the mentality and the vision change. And number two, you have to have the willingness to act. Because a lot of times people say, that could be a good thing. Now. That's a good idea. And you go to sleep on it and never wake up. And there's a second part of it where you said, yeah, that could be a good idea. Let me get to work on this thing. So when you have those two combinations and you can see a problem and you focus on the pro and you turn that thing into a product or a service, now you got something that changes your world and the world of everybody that thing touches. Problem or problem? It's going to be up to how you look at it. And see, when you see this thing, you have to move on the opportunity of a lifetime in the lifetime of the opportunity. You understand that? Because sometimes this stuff only comes by one time. There's a fellow on the radio. He still talks about me all the time. But he said, if I had just listened to Nathaniel Brown, I'd be a rich man today. How many of you all have heard that fellow on the radio talk and say that? Got a few hints. He still talks about it. If I'd have just listened to Nathaniel Brown, I'd be a rich man today. I told him, I said, this is the opportunity of a lifetime. But you have to move within the lifetime of the opportunity. And the lifetime of the opportunity expired about a year later. And he hadn't moved in it. And today he still talks about it. And he still regrets if I'd have just moved and done what he said do. At that time, I'd be a rich man today. You have to move on the opportunity of a lifetime within the lifetime of that opportunity. You got to move. So for this person, and it's like when Jesus went to the pool of Bethesda and there were all these three porches of people. There was one that he went to. In my spirit, there's one person. This is going to make a real big difference and it'll change your world and the world of everybody around you. When you start looking at stuff as the problem and not the problem, when you start seeing that pro and then say, I'm going to act on this thing. I'm going to make some changes. I'm going to do this thing. When that happens, it's going to change your world and the world of everybody you're connected with. And some of you, when you really do have problems, you do have to figure it out. There was back in the 50s, there was a man who had just bought a brand new Pontiac. And he wrote the company. And he said, this is going to sound strange. But every time I take my family on Sunday afternoon to buy vanilla ice cream, your Pontiac won't start. So now if I buy any other flavor, if I buy chocolate, if I buy strawberry, if I buy butter pecan, it'll start right up. But if I buy vanilla, it won't start. So he wrote the company, and they passed it on up to somehow this thing got on the president's desk. And the president said, well, have you investigated? He said, this. He said well, he seems to be a solid fella. He did buy a brand new Pontiac. He said, this can't be. You know, cotton won't not start just because you buy vanilla ice cream. What kind of foolishness is that? He said, well, he said it happens every time. He said he takes his family out every Sunday afternoon to buy ice cream. He said every time he buy any other flavor, the car start right up. But if you buy vanilla, it won't start. He said, tell the engineer to go down there and check that out because we need to check it out. So the head engineer 
flew over to where the men lived, checked into a hotel. He knocked on this, look, I'm from Pontiac, and we got your letter, and I want to check. Well, came Sunday afternoon. He drove over to the ice cream parlor, went in there, bought vanilla ice cream, came back out. Sure enough, car wouldn't start. He said, well, he said, look, stay here the next Sunday. I'll show you what happened next Sunday. So next Sunday, drove over to the ice cream place, went in there, bought some chocolate ice cream, came back out, car started right up. Next Sunday, went in there, bought some butter pecan, came out, cranked up, car started right up. Went in there next Sunday, bought some strawberry, came back, put the key in, car cranked right up. Came to the next Sunday, let me show you this. Went in there, bought some vanilla, came back out, car wouldn't crank. The engineer said, what in the world is this? What in the world? So the engineer, every Sunday he would track. He stayed down there for three months. Every Sunday he would track to see what was different. He said, it's got to be a logical reason. It can't just be these cars won't start with vanilla ice cream. It's got to be something else. So he tracked the weather. Then he tracked the humidity. He tracked the temperature. And he tracked the time. And then he noticed when he went inside the store, vanilla was their number one selling flavor. The vanilla was right up front. All the rest of the flavors were in the back. So when they bought vanilla, he was able to go in there and buy it, get out quick. Any other flavor they had to go back to the back, it took a few more minutes. So the engineer finally deduced what was happening. The car was happening. It was getting what's called vapor lock in the old carburetors. And it had to sit for a few minutes before it would crank it. And it was the time difference. He could get vanilla quick. All the other flavors took some time. So vanilla wasn't the problem. The problem was the time it was taking to get the other flavors. And you could get vanilla quick. Sometimes it takes some trial and error and some figuring to figure out what the real problem is. And sometimes it's not obvious and it looks like one thing. See, the man said, it's vanilla ice cream. It wasn't vanilla ice cream. It was something else. We've got a problem right now in the sanctuary. We've got a mic that seems to static out of the blue somewhere. And the AV department is trying to figure out what's causing this mic to just static out of nowhere. He's still working on it. Ain't quite figured it out yet. It's like that vanilla ice cream. Some of the problems in your world, you don't know what's causing some of this stuff. And sometimes it takes some energy to figure it out. But if you view it in the mindset of a problem, every problem you have, millions of other folk got the same thing. Because let me give you a newsflash. You have nothing unique going on in your world. No problem you got, millions of other folk don't have. So if you can figure out how to get yours figured out, other folk will buy that solution, even if it's nothing but a book. And if you just wrote a book, how I found the perfect man after going through all of these frogs. <laughs> if you wrote a book like that, I can guarantee you, and especially if the book was really good, if you wrote a good little book like that, how I found the perfect man after going through all of these frogs, trust me, there are millions of other folk out there with frogs. So when you start looking at your problems as a problem, it'll change your direction in life. It'll change how you view things. It'll change what you get. And sometimes it'll change. It can take you from a struggle to the promised land, all because you solved one problem for you and a million other folk. It's not simple. It's not easy. But it's doable. That's why I say I'm talking to the one. 
And there's one person within the sound of my voice. And this thing is going to make a difference in your world. When it does make a difference in your world, don't forget God. Because sometimes we forget the origin of things. And sometimes just one turn changes mindset. And it changes how you view. And maybe that's why God, I'm over my time right now to what I would normally be speaking. But it may have been why God says, don't worry about the time today. It may have taken me a little bit longer to get to that one person. And I don't know who it is. I only know that it is. There's one person this is going to make a difference with. It's going to make a change in your world. But everybody has the ability to stop looking at problems and start seeing problems. What is the pro? What is the benefit? What is the blessing within this situation? Yes, there's a blemish, but what is the pro? And let me focus on the quarter. Prophet Dexter, do you have anything that's on your heart and mind today? All righty. <laughs> Amen. Be also ready. <laughs> Amen. God is good. Amen. And even during the earlier prayer, I mentioned whatever problems you may have, God has it. He's awesome. Amen. So it's our mindset. Amen. We have to view it as a problem instead of a problem. Knowing that God can open up doors and open up windows and bring you answers at the least times that you even expect. Amen. It may be a neighbor that you talk to. It may be a coworker. It may be someone that you don't even like or they don't like you. But they will say something that resonates in your mind and open up that area of your mind that you haven't even thought of. That concept that you haven't even considered, that issue that is not really an issue, but it's an opportunity, an opportunity to grow, an opportunity to develop in your area. Amen. God had told me years ago, amen, that I had opportunities that I passed up, not realizing that I was in a safe zone, that I was secure where I was, but I had to step out on faith and trust God for that opportunity. Amen. Because sometimes he'll bring opportunities to you and he won't bring it back. If you don't move when you're supposed to move, if you don't hear him when he speaks, he gives us chances after chance after chance to walk into the doors of opportunity. But every once in a while, he'll give it to you once. How many of you have experienced that? That one opportunity that you had and because you didn't move on it, it cost you something. Don't let it be a cost over your spirit. When he gives you the opportunity to get out of a situation and you know that this is draining you, this is bringing you down, your energy level is not the same. And he gives you that opportunity to get out. Take it. It's easier said than done, I know. Amen. Because just like Pastor said, the devil comes to tempt you. He comes to sway you. He comes to block your mind. Amen. And if he can get just that little sliver of a credit card in between your connection between you and God, that opportunity may cease to exist. It may not last but a few seconds. And that's all the devil needs. That's all the enemy needs to disconnect you from God for a few seconds. And you may miss one key statement or one key phrase that God speaks. But because you are in another zone or in your safe zone. You may not get that opportunity again. He may decide, okay, I'm not giving it to you. On to the next one. Amen. So always keep that connection viable. Always know that God is listening and waiting to you to pick up the phone. 
pick up the landline. I went, I was sitting there and I usually pull up my phone and I take notes in my phone of sermons preached, whoever's preaching. I make notes. My iPhone locked me out. I used my face recognition. It said, no, I need the passcode. Put it in again. Locked me out. Second attempt. I was disconnected. Put it in again. Now you got to wait a minute. I said, okay, I'll wait a minute. I put it in again. Now you have to wait 15 minutes. Now it's sitting over there in that chair and I won't touch it. Because next time it may tell me, you got to wait a day. I don't know what it's going to say. But I'm disconnected from that line. And I was trying to use it for my scripture and for my note taking. But obviously God had another plan. Amen. That might be why you got me up here. Because I was disconnected. The opportunity passed me by. Amen. And that's just a small example of how God is. Amen. When he comes to you and connects with you and speaks to you. Amen. Don't let television, your favorite television show, Lucifer, interrupt you from hearing from God. Because it only takes a split second for that disconnection. And then you got to wait a minute. The iPhone gave me three opportunities to get it right. And I know I put in the right code. And then it said one minute, 15 minutes, and I wasn't going to try it again. But don't let it get to the point where you miss your opportunity. Amen. I thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word. You can go to brothersoftheword.com. You can listen to the entire series called Success Forces that will help take your life to success and to another level. Thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word. Because, brother, you need the Word. Amen, amen, and amen. You are listening to brothersoftheword.com. This was part 22 of the series titled Success Forces, subtitled PPP by Nathaniel Bronner. This sermon is number 5891. That's 5891. To listen to thousands of free sermons or to send this sermon number 5891 to a friend, go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to IWantToGive.com. That's IWantToGive.com. Listen to BrothersOfTheWord.com often because, brother, you need the word. Brothers of the Word.